Here we go, we're recording, Chris. Hello. Hello. How are we? It'd be a lot Just better if I wasn't looking at my own face on your t-shirt. <laughs> it had to be done, didn't it? The only good thing about that t-shirt is my teeth look nice. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> it's like a good look. You look like, uh, what's his name? Ross and Friends. So we decided a couple of weeks ago that we would, since we're missing each other so much in our chit-chat, that we would uh, do a podcast slash Skype call, talk some rubbish for now. What you didn't know is Sandy messaged me and said, please, for the love of God, get Ali out of my hair for an hour. (laughs) Do you know what? (laughs) To be honest, I've only been working from home for two days and we're ready to murder each other. eh? And the kids also said, please stop my dad's. With terrible jokes. <laughs> See, Aaron, I would agree, and your Logan loves stuff because Logan's following my path of the terrible dad joke. Uh, people please us, so I did what they asked. <laughs> Aaron actually said to me the other day, Could you ever be serious just for once, dad? And I was like, No. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Next How does the world's largest building society trust you to train people? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> But they, that only but goes they, to prove that there is no adults. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we just get older. No more than sensible. So, looking on your table there, contact coffee. What's the yellow cup? They're not a sponsor. This They're is not a, a sponsor. Um, over that. This is a, a mug you have to buy when you do Mont Blanc marathon. You're not allowed to do the marathon unless you've got a little cup because you might have to drink from a stream. So you can buy one of these Mont Blanc uh, marathon. Cups. So okay. I've never actually right. used it for anything at all. So I thought I'll use it today. Use it today, and then your Danimal, your Danimal. Is that snapback? Does the kids say, or is it a, is it snapback. fitted? Snapback. snapback. See, you can't, get, you, can't get, you can't get a fitted hat for a bowling ball week. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that is true. That is true. And then your your snuggly blanket with all your t-shirts and stuff. With your t-shirts. The great and powerful, as Joe Rogan would say. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Fuck that. Fuck that yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Uh, so, yeah. How's it been going? Good. Right. How's your um, as the, the self isolation been going? Great. I wake up in the morning, eat, do some training. Nap, eat some more, do some more training, stretch, and then watch TV. Living the life of a pro athlete. Yeah, yeah I'm not a pro athlete. <laughs> <laughs> not a pro athlete. It's just been weird, day. Eh? I think is the biggest thing. Just a very, very weird situation. Um, mm. That everything just shutting down. We're missing jets. We're missing everything. <laughs> You know, you've just angered. Like, there'll be about three people watch this, but at least one of them will be infuriated because you called it Jets. I love calling it Jets. We are missing the Jiu-Jitsu. We're missing the Jiu-Jitsu. No right. idea what accent that is like. Slightly racist, whatever one of them. Can't be racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so wait, you're ginger. You can be racist. I can be. That is true. <laughs> I can be. I'm 
the, I'm the only uh, I'm the only social group that is still socially acceptable to abuse yeah. in Scotland. Yeah. You still you can still be racist to a ginger. Ah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're the blacks of Scotland. Uh, you're what? What? What did you just say? The Blacks of Scotland. I just went there, I don't care. This is our show, we can say what we want. I don't, I don't think that's how it works. Is it not? Oh, we'll find out soon, eh? we'll find out when YouTube pulls us. I don't think you can say that. Oh, well, too bad. Anyway, talking about Jets. Yes. Let me, let me hear the story of how you got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, it's a weird one, eh? Because I didn't grow up doing any martial arts at all. I don't know about you. Uh, no. No. Zero martial arts. Grown. Most of my mates did all the various 80s martial arts, which is predominantly karate at the Y. Um, but I never, ever got into it. But, as you know, and as most people that are probably watching this know, I'm a massive pro wrestling fan. Um and I've always loved pro wrestling because it's awesome, and I don't care what anyone else says. So I was—I used to watch the wrestling, oh, ridiculously. Um, Everybody did. What was that? Everybody did. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, and then boxing as well. Um, predominantly when Mike Tyson appeared on the scene. Um, when Tyson appeared, it kind of got me into boxing pretty heavily. <laughs> um, but I still never did any martial arts at all, and then. In the pro wrestling mid nineties, um, Ken Shamrock came across into the WWE. Aye, and they always used to talk about him being like from the UFC, the most dangerous man in the world, and all that kind of chat. Um, and I managed to lay my hands on a VHS copy. That's how old school we're going. A VHS copy of UFC three, which neither him nor Hoist actually won. It was an alternate because both Hoist and Shamrock. <laughs> during the tournament but kind of even within that it was the Hoist versus uh, do you remember Kimo Kimo Leopold the big Hawaiian guy anyway that was Hoist's fight and a little bit like everyone kind of seen this wee skinny Brazilian guy absolutely destroying people was kind of like hmm interesting Um, and started to kind of follow the UFC at that point from then on and obviously in the early uh, UFCs, it was pretty much set up for jiu-jitsu to be the winner. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of heavily influenced by that. Um, and always planned on getting into it and just never ever found anyone to actually get involved in it. And then about probably about eight, nine years ago, um, myself and a couple of guys when I lived through in Logelli got together um, when a gym opened, like a, an actual like weights gym, not like a... A martial arts gym or anything and they had a studio that was for say for a uh, hire and it had rubber mats down and two or three of us had been talking for a while about giving jiu-jitsu a try and we did like probably a lot of people do when they first start youtube videos the old gracie combatives um and just started rolling and kind of just figuring things out by ourselves um and then <clears throat> i moved uh, I moved out of Logelli and a couple of other guys moved out and when the young lads got a girlfriend because they always ruin your jiu-jitsu. Um, and it just kind of fell apart a little bit. Um, and then about two and a half years ago, um, Adam was looking to get him more involved in something, get a little bit physical because he didn't really do a huge amount of sports. He wasn't interested in football. 
um, and was just looking for something. And years and years, when when I did this, this kind of me and my mates messing about in the gym about um, sort of seven, eight years ago, I used to do the Gracie Kid stuff with Aaron and Logan when they were like four and five, which is like a basic introduction to the theory of jujitsu, just without calling it jujitsu. Um, and we used to mess about that. And I kind of said, Aaron, do you fancy giving that a bash again? If I can find anywhere to train, he was like, yeah. And literally that night um, on Facebook, uh, Owen Evans, shout out to Owen, tagged in a Goliath just down the road saying, giving this jiu-jitsu a try. And I was like, that's the universe trying to tell us something. We'd literally had the conversation that day and then that night on Facebook just down the road. So went along to Goliath um, and then just kind of stuck around for the next two and a half years, eh? Um, and it just, yeah, I think you know yourself and probably, as you say, the three people that are watching this know this, that once you get into jiu-jitsu, it kind of, you either very quickly leave after like two sessions or you become absolutely addicted to it. And I've now into the addictive category. Um, and I've just been doing it ever since. The last kind of two and a half years have been <clears throat> pretty much two, if not three times a week. Still no better than when I started, but you know what I mean? I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you though because you you were a boxer originally or from what i picked up you used to box so where, when did you jump from the striking to the grappling arts um well what happened was um i had been sparring on a friday night so um, down, um the kingdom i've been sparring with stuart keen and um the guy punches unbelievably like unbelievably hard undescribably hard Okay. I've done three rounds and he, he caught me right at the 10 seconds to go in the last round and he caught me in the nose, broke my nose my nose had been broken three times there was a massive pool of blood everywhere and I instantly went, ah, shit so one of the boys um, gave me a lift out to A&E and um, I was in there for ages um, but I was getting you know, taking Snapchats and Instagram videos to send them to people, everybody was sending me videos back Um from like the pub and I was 30 at the time and I'm thinking why am I still doing this why like, why am I doing it by that point um, by that point I wasn't wasn't going to the Commonwealth Games or anything so it was kind of like well what what like what is the point in this it was kind of getting a bit it was getting a bit training was getting a bit the same constantly you knew what you were doing when you were going in there wasn't you could always improve, but there was no. It was just getting a bit boring. <clears throat> so, and then not long after that, uh, a guy that I knew from Dundee, Mike Till, died. He had been boxing as a pro, um, and and he he was in a coma after a fight, died. Um, and another guy that I know uh, from Dunfermline, he was boxing pro, and I think he had got uh, like some dementia or something. Um. And it, was, and it was just kind of like all at the same time. But then what happened was when I was lifting weights like Tuesday morning with Johnny down at, uh, in the rugby club where we used to lift weights, John Humphreys had turned up a couple of times with um, a, a guy, Mark, who didn't really train anymore. <laughs> and um, one morning, young Mark hadn't turned up. And I think Johnny had a hangover. Or he was <coughs> up. One of the two. It would only be those two. Um, and he went, did you want to do jiu-jitsu, do, do jiu-jitsu with John this morning? And I was like, aye. So I went done a jiu-jitsu session with John and went, 
this is awesome. And then from that, um, Ramsey, because um, we had boxed together, Ramsey had went, I've always wanted to try that as well. So he came down a couple of classes. Um, and he also trained, at, you know, went to Rising Phoenix because it suited his work. But he came down as well. We both kind of started that round at the same time. And it was just, like you say, great fun. So it was difficult going from something that you were good at and then to go some, to do something that you were terrible at. Absolutely terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had a very, <coughs> very slight introduction to Jiu-Jitsu before that. A very um, large-headed, drunk man wrestled me naked once. That's quite funny. Um, we're at <coughs> my friend's, <coughs> my friend, uh, split up with his wife <laughs> for a while and uh, his cousin and uh, Laurie was a good bodybuilder um, he brought across his friend one one um, one night we're all in the hot tub getting drunk and this guy came in and he was a boxer and he was being an asshole real really yeah, boxing shit UFC's way better and he was drunk it's, it's so annoying um, the next morning um, he was trying to explain to me why jiu-jitsu was better than boxing um, and he was bollock naked and then <laughs> he needed to show me why jiu-jitsu was better than boxing um, and I didn't like him at first he was loud and obnoxious and I didn't like him um, that man was Dan Reed he was a great friend that was my introduction to jiu-jitsu so I knew about jiu-jitsu because of Dan grappling with me naked I wasn't naked, i just like to say that Okay. Dan was um, uh, but yeah, so I, I knew about that, and then from Dan, uh, I met a couple. Actually, went out with the thirtieth and like Christian Gralga from the Globetrotters was there. I didn't know any of these guys were. It turns out they're all quite a big deal. We were at Dan's thirtieth, and Dan knew all these, but I was a boxer, and they were all jiu-jitsu guys. And, um, so all all these things kind of just kind of fell into place beautifully. So yeah, and then we kind of stopped training at the rugby club. But that was when Dan was coming over, and then there was an affiliation between Goliath and Danimal. So John started training there, and the whole thing just kind of fell beautifully into place. Um, Indeed. So, yeah, it was good fun. Good fun. Aye, it's been good. An interesting road so far. Aye, it certainly has. So, were you, <clears throat> had you seen, did you used to watch the UFC or any MMA no, before you dominated? Did you? Nope. Okay, fair enough. No, I was boxing. In fact, I get, you know, you get memories on Facebook regularly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from 2008 or 2009, 2011, whatever it is. Regularly it comes up things about me hating, hating the UFC, hating MMA. <laughs> like stuff about, but why, why the point on the ground? Just stand up. Just <laughs> stand up. Just, I, I, was was guys, real, I was one of those guys like, man, you'd never take me down, man. I would, I would catch you on uppercut. I would catch you on uppercut, man. I'd catch you on uppercut in the way. And you, would, you wouldn't take me down with that wrestling stuff. Yeah. And then the first time a good wrestler takes you down, you go, ah, well, this yeah. is new. <laughs> and there's nothing like, you can do about it. There's nah, nothing totally. Yeah, there's nothing nah. you can do about that, it. So, yeah, I, I hate, I didn't like UFC at all. I think the first, yeah. the, the first time I ever watched anything in UFC was, um, I think it was Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz 3. I think that was the first thing I was seeing. And I kind of went, oh. But it was like, to me, it was a bad boxing match. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. See now, do you, do you watch boxing and just think, take him down? You've got the underhook, take him down when yeah, you're watching boxing. Yeah, never watch boxing. I'm like, man, why do you not just take him down? 
I know. And this guy, look at him, look at him. He's, he's primed for a single leg. Just take him down. Yeah. Uh, so I've kind of completely flipped. Uh, yeah. Now I've, now I've barely watched it. I, I still watch boxing, but I, I, I predominantly just watch MMA and Jiu-Jitsu. I don't uh, Boxing's... The annoying thing, the annoying thing when you watch like a boxing match is <laughs> very rarely do you look at a fight. Well, you know, people always ask you, oh, who's, who's going to win this? Who's going to win that? Very rarely on a boxing card, do you go, I don't know. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when you can look at the boxing card and go, he'll win, he'll win, he'll win, he'll win, he'll win, he'll win. You look at an MMA card, you usually go, I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, prefer. Yeah, I think what I enjoy about MMA over boxing, because again, I w- I've watched boxing for years, eh? Um, and I get to the point now where I'm like, you've got the underhook, take it. <laughs> Use I mean, it. If you get a good boxing match, um, so if you get two Mexicans, for example, and they're willing to just stand in the pocket and trade, it's, that's a beautiful thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a great, you know, we're, we're, Talking last night with Ramsey, or put something on Facebook, and you know, Israel Vasquez and uh, Rafael Marquez had four fights, and each one of them was unbelievable, just unbelievable yeah. fights. Um, Juan Manuel Marquez and Juan Diaz, those kind of fights. Juan Marquez and uh, Michael Katsidis, just amazing fights to watch, unbelievable fights. Uh, if there's a fight like that on, it's still an unbelievable thing to watch. Um, but too much of it is. Just terrible, just boring. You know, you see a guy and he'll just coast. You know, he's winning the fight, and he won't. Yeah, just you know, Mike Tyson always tried to murder people's faces. Uh, but you get guys now, and you know, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm winning, so I'm just going to keep doing this. Yeah. Um, which gets quite annoying. But, which is one of the things where I don't. I've never been a fan. I've never been a Deontay Wilder fan. I don't like Deontay Wilder at all. I don't like a lot of the things he says about wanting a body on his record. No, I don't like that. It's not. That's not cool. But yeah. he looked to hurt people, which was exciting. He had, I mean, no real boxing skill, but he could punch. Yeah, if you watch, can I, could you imagine a, a, a UFC heavyweight that just wanted to win on points? You know what I mean? It just, who wants to watch that? Um, yeah, totally. I think the thing that makes MMA on the whole, more exciting than, than, than the boxing is a little bit like you're saying. You can kind of, there, there is always that element of uncertainty because there's yeah, so many different finish. You're not just worrying about one knockout punch with the right hand. You know, it could be, get, you know, someone could get taken down and just, just smothered and dominated, ground and pound, submissions, you know, knockouts, leg kicks, so the, their legs are just absolutely destroyed from face kicks, whatever it might be. There's, there's just more options as to how it could finish. What's good about MMA as well is so boxing essentially has always been the same. So boxing's always been the same. You go right back to to you know John L. Sullivan. Um, those guys, you know, they had a, you know, the funnier kind of stance, you know, when they standing here. But yeah. Boxing's never really changed. Whereas you watch, um, you can follow patterns in MMA. Same as jiu-jitsu. So when people, you know, you can follow patterns. So if somebody's, you know, if everybody's if everybody's getting very good at um, leg kicks, there will be an evolution where people figure out how to uh, remove the leg kicks to take leg kicks away to then get better at yep. wrestling and then the wrestling needs to be bent to jiu-jitsu and you know sometimes 
so it constantly like flows and this you know if there's a wrestler you know Khabib's obviously unbelievable at the minute yes somebody'll <laughs> figure out how to stop his wrestling and then mm-hmm. everybody'll go oh actually wrestling's maybe not the way to do it maybe we should do this whatever it is they do you know whether it's like a, a Tony Ferguson who's really good off his back whether to figure out you know let's just get good off our back let Khabib take us down and we'll figure out from the back or whether they realise that they could go and be a, a, you know, an elite level Muay Thai guy and get very good at kicks or whether it's boxing they're very good with their hands there will be a point where somebody figures out Khabib and then people go oh, maybe wrestling is not the answer and then, but then it'll come back full circle at some point because that's what you know people get because boxing has just kind of always been boxing there's yeah. not so much you can do but it's MMA yeah. you know I mean there's there's, um, there's things that can change and, change, and they change constantly you know, Absolutely. like like you can have an interesting conversation in boxing. You know, and one of the conversations that you know it's a great pub conversation is you know who would you know would Ali beat um, Tyson or uh, would Joe Lewis beat would Joe Lewis beat uh, Ali or what you know, those conversations you can actually have them because it's the same thing but you can't really say you know if you know as you said Ken Shamrock Ken Shamrock fought um, John Jones. I mean, he would get destroyed because it's, the sport's evolved so much. It's came on so much. Yeah. <laughs> John Jones is on steroids. But, um, but, uh, That's not that. <laughs> 100% that. The big dick pills in the party. You can actually have the conversation with boxing, but as MMA, you can't. It's, it's a different thing now to what it was in 1993, 94. Yeah. Uh, it's a different thing altogether. So absolutely, even jujitsu's gone that way. Do you know what I mean? If you go back and watch yeah. the early, even if you go back and watch like Mundials from like the mid nineties, yeah. it was very almost almost basic. Do you know what I mean? Everyone yeah. had an armbar, a triangle, a half a dozen sweeps. It was just very very good at applying them. Yeah. Uh, and then as as it's gone on, it's it will always. That's essentially what Hodgson Gracie did. Yeah, I mean, Hodgson Gracie was just—it sounds—it sounds like a—it sounds like you're you're being mean, but I mean, very basic, but absolutely unbelievable at the basics. Hundred percent. Uh, yeah. But you know, it's like you can't really have the so you can have those conversations in boxing, but you can't really say you know would how would Gordon Ryan get on against Hickson because the sport's so different, and it, you know, it's gi no gi. What you know, what 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 would it be in? What would the rule set be? <laughs> It's definitely you can't even because it's, it's, it's changed so much. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been you know what I've enjoyed as well because I mean I started watching MMA probably the late nineties. Uh-huh. I started watching MMA on and off, with, like buying the actual VHS tapes, and then when it obviously started to appear a little bit more regularly, like going old school, but. Um, yeah. You've you've been able to follow that path, yeah. You know what I mean. You've kind of seen it in your own lifetime, if you like, where yeah. you have seen the the early days, and then through like the like the UFC sort of twenties through forties when all the wrestlers all came in. So your likes of Tito, your likes of Mark Coleman, um, that all came in. Mark Kerr that had that wrestler background, and suddenly they were taking guys down and ground and pounding them. Because um, there was, there was. If you go back and watch like the first four, five, six UFCs, there's no ground and pound. 
It was yeah. just Hoist tapping people off his back because no one knew what to do when they got on the ground. Um, because they were all kickboxers, boxers, yeah. savat, Muay Thai, and the minute they ended up on their back, they realised they couldn't strike. One of the funniest things is um, Art Jimerson with one glove on. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with one glove on, you idiot? Like, I've done a thing. Has anybody ever interviewed him since? And, like, yeah, said, yeah. What, what are you thinking about? Yeah, well, apparently, because I've read an interview with him, and he said he had both. He was intending to go out with both gloves because he was a boxer, and then literally as he, as he was stood on the entrance ramp about to go in, someone said, "Oh, you know, you can grab them and grapple." And he's like, "Oh, oh, I better have a hand I can grab with," and just took off his non-power hand <laughs> and just went out with the one glove on. Uh, what an idiot! It's one of those things in history. Now you look back at, obviously at the time, like you say, he didn't know. But now mm-hmm. looking back, you must go, what an asshole. Why would you do like why would you do that? But obviously at the time he didn't even like uh, Do you remember big Manny Yarbrough, the big seven hundred pound sumo wrestler got punted in the face? That was uh, what was the guy that kicked him in the head? What was he called again? I can't remember. I just remember Yarbrough, Manny Yarbrough. Yeah, yeah, he's tooth he's tooth game player. <laughs> 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 that was <laughs> funny. Talk, Talking about uh, Art Jimison boxing, my, uh, going in my glove, what do you think of Bare Knuckle? It goes back to something you just mentioned a wee minute ago, that, <clears throat> you know, if you go back, you know, what, 100 years, maybe 130 years, that was how everyone boxed. And you know that stance you were talking about? Yeah, that's why that's the box that way, because it was Bare Knuckle, yeah. Because Bare Knuckle, because you can't box like that, Bare Knuckle, because there's, there's too much space for a week. It works with a, you know, a 16-ounce club, but there's too yeah. much space behind. So if the Bare Knuckle continues, mm-hmm. I think, because at the moment, people are pro boxing, boxing. Yeah. pro-boxing style. Probably my with Aye. They'll, they'll need to go back in that circle and learn how to stance, because you can't get punched in the face, because your face falls apart. Yeah, yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, so that's one hundred percent right. Polly, Polly thought he could go into bare knuckle and just—I mean, if it was a boxing match, Polly, you know, well, Polly five years ago even would have made Art a little bit look stupid. But bare knuckles is a different thing. Interestingly, yeah. a, a guy that I box, a friend of mine, um, Gareth Walker, is um, British uh, bare knuckle heavyweight champion at the minute. Good guy, yeah. bare knuckle. A guy I box with, and that would be him as an amateur. Uh, he's, uh, he's been uh, just a, a big tough guy but it looks it's quite it's quite it's quite, you know what it's kind of like jitsu in a way because there's very there's no room for mistakes no 100% you, know, you could be, be doing well in jiu-jitsu and go this is alright I'm doing alright here and you're like ah Jesus Christ yeah. like that. you could be doing and you take a right hand or a, you know, a left hook and then you're going to sleep boxing yeah. you can take a few um, bare knuckles kind of It'd be interesting to see where bare boxing goes. Well, that's it, because again, you're looking at it just starting to that air, well, the, the re emergence of it, because obviously, as we say, it happened regularly, you know, 130 years ago, it was it was just bare knuckle. Um, so if if it goes serious, then guys will have to go back and relearn the techniques. Because yeah, 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 everything right. they've learned over the last 60 years, 70 years, however far back you want to go with leather gloves doesn't work anymore. Yeah. You can't you can't come forward behind a high guard because you don't have you know thirty two inches of padding to yeah, protect. You don't have There's too much space. There's too much. So guys are going to have to go back to that old school it's stand. Interesting to see how it pans out, or, or mm-hmm. if it's allowed to pan out. But yeah, 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's as much of an appetite for it because the know. MMA fans will prefer MMA still. Do boxing fans want to see that much blood? Because I've got a couple of friends that are boxing fans and they dislike MMA because they dislike how much people get bust wide open because there's elbows, there's knees. They don't like seeing the blood. They're like, oh, it's a bit sad. I, I prefer the noble art of people punching each other in the head repeatedly until, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They don't like seeing yeah, the blood. Yeah. I think it's a very small, small, um, you know, group to pull from. But I just wonder if... It's weird, it's weird that there's still groups like that and they're like, no, boxing's better, or no, MMA's better. Like, why do you not just watch fights? Yeah. <laughs> why do you have the only It's really weird. I am brew there. Scottish, Indeed. Scottish as it comes. Aye. <laughs> He's a Highland coffee bar for a bit. Aye. It's weird that people still have those little um, um Like, I don't I don't want to. I'm not watching MMA because I'm a boxing fan. I don't like the violence. Yeah, man, shut up. Just watch fights. It's weird that people don't like the violence. I don't like somebody getting cut open. Some of the worst, some of the worst cuts I've ever seen in my life, uh, or some of the worst injuries you've ever seen are in boxing. Like you ever see, you ever see Vitaly Klitschko's cuts against Lennox yeah. Lewis? Horrendous. Yep. On his eye, his left eye was horrendous. Yeah. Like fucking this wide. You know what always reminds me of? It reminds me of you know when you you like cut a sausage in the middle, you bait and you. I am. Oh, sorry, that's, that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, as, as you say, it depends if, as everything, if there's an appetite for it and people are willing to pay money to watch it, it will continue. Yeah. There'll always be some state or, you know, like again, if you go back to the early days of the UFC, it was really only in about three states or the yeah. the Indian casinos because yeah. they yeah. had. Yeah. Yeah. Aye, um, and then people slowly realise. Like you think about the fact that like New York only legalised MMA in what 2015, 16. I wish they hadn't, because they keep making a mess of the decisions and the refereeing decisions. And... I know, but that is crazy. Well, yeah, one of the yeah, yeah. They're still kind of they're applying boxing logic and boxing scoring and stuff to MMA, and it doesn't just doesn't work. It's stupid, completely yeah. stupid. Would you like uh, to see a, a, a cut back to the days of no rounds, no time limit? You know, like the early UFCs where it was just fight until someone wins. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of like the the London Prize rules in boxing, where there was, the way that the rules were in London Prize um, rules was, there was no rounds. It was, somebody got knocked down, that was the end of the round. And the event had a minute, I think it was a minute they had in the corner, and then they came back out. There was no actual rounds. That's kind of going back to, to that <laughs> where, no rounds, no time limit. It's until somebody gets. Uh, until someone can't answer the bell, eh? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I, I mean, somebody, somebody probably is doing that in Asia. You know, those crazy bastards are like. Um, they're probably doing something like that there. Like Pride, you know, like not Pride, obviously, but something like that. Where, you know, there's no time limit. It's no. I don't know. I think there has to be a structure. I think so too. If you're having it as an event, as an actual competition event, because imagine plan out 14 fights of a card and the first three last for an hour and 20 minutes each, suddenly you're like, well, that was the end of the card. Whether you have like a main event. The problem is, is you can always, you know, so like the, the, you know, John Jones and and Dominic Reyes just recently when, you know, one of the arguments was, one of the arguments was that people were making for John Jones as well. You know, if John Jones was coming on strong, 
you know, if it went another round, he would have, you know, he probably would have won. He would have not submitted them, whatever. Um, but you can make that argument for as long as you want to go on. How, how far do you go with that? Like, there has to be some kind of structure, I think. So it'd be cool to see, like in jiu-jitsu, when you get a super fight, uh, you know, it's maybe like a sub-ordinary super fight and it's no time limit. That kind of stuff, like, might be quite cool. If it was a... Um, if you had a super fight, like an MMA super fight, no time limit, and essentially sub for knockout only, no, no yeah. decisions. That, that might be quite interesting, but I don't, you couldn't possibly have a card, like you're saying. There's <laughs> like, like, a 14-fight card that all lasts three hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, so you, you've got to take a week off work to watch it. it, it that wouldn't work. But yeah, a super fight might be quite interesting. You know, if you had... Um, if you had... If you had like a, like a Stipe versus Francis super fight, no time limit, that'd be interesting. What happens? Yeah, you know, what I mean, that would be quite something like that would be interesting. But yeah, I don't think they'd, I don't think they'd ever do it. But um, yeah, that would be quite interesting. Yeah, you could have a card. You could have a card that way. It'd be crazy. You would just you'd be banking on the fact that a few fights would be finished in seconds. And yeah, they would be. Yeah, you are always going to get knockouts, but yeah, you also. If somebody's if somebody knows that they could fight for forty five minutes, they would pace themselves for forty five. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If somebody yeah, goes, well, yeah. I might be fighting for two hours here to come out at a slow pace. It becomes less. It might be more exciting because people might try and hurt each other, um, but it might be less exciting because people go, "I might have to fight for an hour and thirty seven minutes." Somebody <laughs> pace themselves like that and just come out and throw, you know, like Engano and uh, Derek Lewis when they threw. Well, fights, twelve two, punches, two punches, around, two punches around. <laughs> Just save myself, save myself down the stretch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I, I don't think it would work either. Eh? As I say, I know the early UFCs were like the whole no time, or like the, the old Gracie challenge and the the Valley yeah. Tudo rules. That kind of stuff, but, cool. Yeah, those kind of things are really cool. <clears throat> some of those, some of those Gracie challenges, that would have been cool to be around about that stuff. You know, to see that stuff or be there. Um, yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds in these crazy times? Indeed, these crazy, these crazy coronavirus times. Anything can happen. These crazy but, bats. Who, we, might never, we might never get out of the house again. <laughs> I know. I know. Crazy. It's been. Uh, I'm getting fed up. What was that? Did you say crazy bat soup? Yes. Uh, I just seen something. What, what was that scene earlier on? This morning I was reading something. Um, there was a report in, I can't remember, one of the papers, like from a, a market in China, they're doing the same thing again. Mm-hmm. Doing the same thing again. They've got all sorts of mad animals all stacked on top of each other. Uh, so, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens when we get out of this thing. I think the world, the world will be a different place. Well, I was wondering that, will it or will everyone just, because I've seen so many people like, being like, I'm never going back to that company because the way they've treated the workers, and I'll never go back in that restaurant. And then I guarantee the first weekend that's open, it'll be stacked. Out. Yeah, that's that's a people say things that really mean them. I mean, I've seen some stuff. You know, people boy, no boycott Witherspoons, boycott man, shut up. Yeah, right. You're looking for a cheap fight, you're going to Witherspoons. Um, exactly. I think there'll be some. I think there'll be some uh, some stuff that China will have to deal with. That I don't think they'll get away with ruining China. most of the world. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It's a crazy time. It's a crazy time. What's your favourite conspiracy theory you've heard about the whole 
COVID-19 outbreak. There's there's one reason because of those wet markets in China. But all the ones about, oh, China have done it to collapse the world economy, so they come out at first and profit. Uh, it's caused yeah. by the uh, no. Well, what, what, what the, is, the whole thing that kicks off about the 5G was they said <clears throat> sometimes 5G can cause flu-like symptoms in certain individuals, as in yeah. the nausea, the fever and the shakes, because they are more sensitive to electromagnetic. It, it's not transmittable from person to person. Yeah. <clears throat> and the thing is, if they knew that at the time, they would have just switched 5G off. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wouldn't. And if, if there was genuine worries, <clears throat> if there was genuine worries about 5G at people's health, right, why would, you know, the world's, you know, you know we have Vodafone and, and O2 and stuff, you know, <clears throat> bigger ones around the world, why would they spend billions and billions and billions rolling out 5G if they thought it was going to be, because what's the benefit to them? There isn't any. It's so just, why would they spend billions? it's all <clears throat> totally. It's all because some people have, or a lot of people, have picked up on that report that said with some individuals, 5G can cause flu-like symptoms. And everyone's going, coronavirus causes flu-like symptoms. One of the coolest things I've heard, is I think it's only came out in the last two days, it's not cool at all, it's like quite morbid, no, I said cool. Um, so they looked at, like the, the mobile phone providers in China released data, and in the last three months, their mobile phone users have dropped by 21 million. And it's like, well, why? <laughs> What's happened to 21 million people? I know. So that's great. That's yeah, great. You, like, think, you, would think, you would think if they were all sat at home a little bit like we are, <clears throat> they would use their mobile phones more so they can keep in touch with people. Yeah, it's dropped. Dropped by 21 million. People disappeared. Yeah. That was, um, that was Bloomberg or something. I read that. And, um, I think it was Bloomberg. Read it online. Yeah, they've dropped by 21 million people. There's no there's no clear explanation as to why there's 21 million less people using their mobile phones in China. But you know, we, you know that China say that they lose. You know, I think I think worldwide it's like 290 thousand to 600 odd thousand people die of the flu every year. China say that they lose 50 people from the flu each year. So China lies with its numbers. Oh, a million percent. A million percent. It's like the one I've seen one that said, um, oh, the reason North Korea have got no cases is because they're a Chinese ally. No, th there's been no reported cases because it's a completely mental state yeah, that. You're not allowed in. <laughs> Bear in mind, I think it depends, as always, you know, take everything you read on the internet with a pinch of salt, but there's all that stuff where it's like the North Koreans think they've won the last three World Cups and the Super Bowl. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, what's what, what the ridiculous things that. Um... Uh, what, what was it? What was it? What was the dad's name? Kim Il Sung. Aye, Kim Il Sung. Yeah. Kim Jong Il. Said, yeah, he said like he invented the cheeseburger. Aye. He invented golf, and that he didn't. He never went for a dump. Like, and they believe him. Yeah. So, it's a total yeah, personality. Eh? So anything yeah. that nobody tells you, I'm not believing. Because they, they will undoubtedly have had cases of, of coronavirus. Yeah. They shot well, them. They, they have one guy. They shot. They shot him. You know, I've seen these things, you know, they say, you know, these countries, you know, like you say, North Korea doesn't have any, Russia doesn't have any. Yeah, that's because they locked their borders down. Yeah. 
instantly because they can Russia do that. Well, it's been proven that Russia has cases. They've been reporting cases, very small numbers, but again, take everything that comes out of Russia with a pinch of salt. Because they can, they have the ability to shut their borders. Where in Europe, we can't shut our borders, so people just cross over back and forward, you know. And that's that's you know, and you know, I know Italy's got it horrendously bad, but they, you know, they're quite a you know, they all hug, kiss each other. Yeah, they've also got the oldest population on average in Europe as well. Heavy smokers, mm. a lot of heavy smoking. So that stuff, you know. So <clears throat> you can make anything look like a conspiracy theory if you just yeah. make. You can, you know, you get like some points and just make a big jump. You yeah. know, you say like five G. It's like, well, you know, five G can create some flu-like symptoms in some people, and then this coronavirus comes along. And goes, <gasps> Yeah. That must be that. You're making a huge leap here, man. Jesus, you're making that huge jump. Um, it's certainly interesting. I don't know. I don't know what's. You know, I don't know what's what. But um, yeah. Have you seen how they reckon it exploded in both Italy and Spain? Because they're the two heaviest hit countries in Europe. Yeah. Have you seen where they've done the epidemiology of that? That they reckon they trace it back to the Valencia versus Atalanta. I think it was in the Champions League. All right. Because just as it was all. North, and there was apparently a couple of reported cases in um, in the northern part of Italy, and then obviously forty thousand fans in the stadium plus other fans in the pubs and the because obviously loads of people football games without a ticket, and then they all went back home, and then within a week suddenly most of northern Italy and parts of the that section of Spain around Valencia were the two big hotspots, and they reckon that it's just been half a dozen people have just. You know, like cough spread, as you say, the Italian hugging and kissing. And <clears throat> so you sometimes, you know, with this lockdown, as we're calling it, um, it has to have an effect on that. And they're worried that, I read an article, it was on USA Today, they were talking about American sports, but they were saying that they're worried about a biological time bomb, that when they reopen the stadiums and, and lift yeah, the yeah. Door, that there will be people that are still infectious. Yeah, they suddenly spread it because you end up with you know sixty football stadiums often on each other. I know, I know they're worried about even like here they're worried about like a second wave, uh, yeah. which is why which is why uh, we were looking. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, what's happened here? Nothing. Oh, am I still there? Yeah. Dark. Two seconds. Why? I know. Say something about my. Password. Oh, that's better. It came up with something about a password. Um, All right. Um, yeah, what do you want? You know, I, I, know, I think I that's the reason. I there because we've been talking about it. Oh, yeah, maybe that's what it is, man. China's blocked you, blocking my phone. Um, <laughs> they were talking, you know, the, the reason that we were doing things that we were doing was because they were trying to stop it happening, like Italy. You know, Kenny said, everybody's, you know, a large amount of the population are going to get it. We're going to try and do it slightly different to Italy. Um, yeah. But that's it, you know, people were then going, the government are useless. Oh, man, you don't, I've seen so many people put in that. It's like, well, you don't have the data. <laughs> You're not talking to any scientists. Like, I'm 100% certain they're not sitting at a, you know, they don't have a dastardly plan in Downing Street around a big table going, how many people can we kill? <laughs> it's not happening, man. Um, yeah, most of the 70 year olds vote the Tories in. They don't want to lose that bulk vote. Do you know what I mean? So, it's so ridiculously stupid to suggest that they want to kill old people uh, because most of the old people do vote for them. So why, that's stupid. 
So yeah, I know that's what we were planning on doing, whether it works or not. The thing is as well is, you know, people are judging it on on face value, but this has never happened before. No. How do you how do you prepare for something that's never happened? So like we're just talking about, you know, like Art Jimerson. Now it looks stupid. You look back and go, Art Jimerson was a moron. Why would he have done that? But at yeah. the time, he was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, try it. It's a new thing. Who yeah. knows? Like, so it's the same with this. You know, a different thing, obviously. It's unfortunate yeah. that people, people are dying and stuff. But how do you deal with something that nobody's ever dealt with? Um, no. Nobody wants people to die. But, you know, it's a new thing. Nobody knows how to, you know. We're not prepared for it. How do, you, how do you prepare for something that's never happened before? Yeah, you can put you can put plans in place where they'll undoubtedly have had a folder that said, "In the event of, these are what we're going to try." But again, you're 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 running an experiment in real time. Of okay, yeah, we'll try. Yeah, that's not working. Let's try this. Okay, that's worked pretty well. Let's keep going with that. Let's try this. Let's try that. Let's ask everyone to be sensible. Oh, mm-hmm. Spoons is absolutely packed out. Okay, now we're going to have to enforce the shutting of pubs, clubs, yeah. restaurants because people can't be sensible. One of the things that was interesting to read was um, do you follow Maddie Tawaz? No. He's is that the one you posted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really good. <laughs> and he was putting up, you know, if they would shut the economy down completely, that would kill way more people mm-hmm. um, than the coronavirus ever would. It's quite an interesting article. If you completely shut the economy down, um, a lot of people are going to really struggle. Really struggle. And it will create unbelievable poverty. They have to try and keep the economy moving in some capacity. Um, you know, people are just, you know, people, you know, everybody's, you know, oh, no, we need money, we need, you know, we need the government to give us money. Yeah, but where's, there isn't, it's just, you, you know this, you know, working nationwide, um, people assume that businesses have bottomless pits of money. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> they, just, they just don't. There isn't a bottomless pit of money. There's only so much money you can borrow. So, you know, and the, and the thing is, Short term, uh, giving everybody money might be great. Long term, that money is going to have to be paid back someplace, which will mean higher taxes. But so long term, it's going to be terrible because taxes and stuff will have to rise to cover the cost. If you're borrowing against stuff, it has to. So um, it's it's one of those things where how do you how do you how do you possibly deal with something that's never happened? It is it is unprecedented. Nobody knows what to do. There isn't a right answer. Because nobody's got it right, you know. I've, I've seen people now saying, ah, "China are on top of it." China lie about everything. So when they're saying they're on top of it, are they? Um, Have you seen what they did in India? They enforced a, a countrywide lockdown. Bear in mind, there's 1.2 billion people in India, yeah. and they gave people four hours notice. <laughs> <clears throat> so people naturally rush to the supermarkets <clears throat> and all the shops to buy food in because you think because it's a three week lockdown as in you're not allowed out your house yeah. like isolation for three weeks and it starts in four hours go <laughs> so yeah. everyone went oh! and people were um, stuck in cities trying to get home people were they had no food in and literally the police were going about there was loads yeah, of food I've jumping. seen I've seen yeah. the police hitting them with sticks <laughs> Because basically they're like, why you out? You shouldn't be. Yeah. <clears throat> so they've. they've, they've, they've screwed the pooch okay. there. That is a good noise to make. Do but they've completely. Yours, absolutely. You can just pretend. Um, you, are you in the bathroom in the morning? Just pretend to be in there and you'll just go. 
There's like satellite images there that Iran having like like huge mass graves just digging trenches. Um, they're the same, they're not really telling you the real number. These these guys don't. This is one of the no. things that's hilarious. This is one of the things that's hilarious about when people complain about, you know, Britain. And they're like, oh this and that, you know, the government's terrible, and this, they're not doing this right. Man, go and have a look at some some of these guys are doing. You know, I mean it's unbelievable. Iran's just, you know, mass graves. Um, you know, it's well, the, remember yeah. Iran for a long time were like the number two in the league table behind China, and then you just never heard anything because it hit Europe, and everyone just yeah. forgot about Iran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they don't, you know. You know, and people were talking. You know, I, heard, I heard people talking about you know Iran had got on top of it. Iran just shot down one of their own airplanes because they didn't know the difference between a commercial plane and one of America's bombs. They're not particularly intelligent. <laughs> they don't seem to be. Yeah. Then that, that was one of the things, because um, at the time, I remember seeing this or something, so somebody was saying, that, you know, it's 5G, it's 5G that's killing everybody, and I'm like, okay, well, America doesn't really have any cases at this point, and Iran had a lot, so you're saying that Iran's got a better 5G network than America, it doesn't make any sense, it's stupid, but uh, then, like you say, all of a sudden, Iran, is like, nobody's talking about Iran, but yeah, it, there's been Sally images from NASA, and it's like, massive fences <coughs> dug for mass graves, Um I've realised over well, I've kind of always realised, but it's became solidified in my brain that ninety percent of people seem to get their information from social media. Well, I was talking to Johnny about this, and we're having a conversation about this whole thing. Um, and he's he was kind of the same as you. He's like, you know, I don't like Boris Johnson at all, but he hates him. He was, but I think he's doing an alright job. How do you manage this thing? But um, I can't remember what I was going to say there. This is why you don't box. <laughs> I've completely forgot what I was going to say. That's not right. I but know, yeah, I, I don't just... know what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, that's people getting that's, that's, that's what it was. Sorry. Um, sure. We're talking about it and we're just saying one of the things that's going to come out of this is the way that we take our information has to change because we will share things on Facebook and it's. Just you, all you have to do is quickly Google it and go, Oh, no, that's not true. Yeah, People it was like a headline, they just click bait and go, Oh, that's yeah. what happened. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. We'll have to change it because Facebook's terrible for sharing information. Terrible for sharing information. It's, it's because it shares so quickly, and then suddenly 300 people have, have reshared it. And it goes, It's like the one I don't know if you saw it midweek, there was loads of people on my feed were resharing the one about. If your child gets corona, you will not be able to go in the ambulance with them. You won't be able to ever visit them in the hospital for the three weeks. Think yeah. about that rather than going outside. Bullshit. Yeah. Any child who came out and said, no, that's not true. If your child is ill, you will, as the parent, get to come with them. Because guess what? You've been living in the house with them when they've been ill. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's just people not even think. People are like... Oh my god, this is my actual worst nightmare. Like, oh my god, if my bairn was ill and I couldn't go with him, oh my god, that breaks my actual heart. Yeah, Just like, so, think about it. You've been living in the house with the child. If the child is ill, chances are you're also going to have yeah, either. I mean, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, those kind of things you share so easily. And it is true, there's all those ones, and I love using Sandra just because it's my wife's name, but uh, all the ones where it's like, oh, yeah, Sandra, you're an epidemiologist this week. Last week you were selling bath bombs. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
I've had to say to like a few people like when they're saying ridiculous things. Ridiculous things. You just go, what's your scientific background? I thought you were a, I thought you were a welder. <laughs> oh, you are? Oh, okay. Cool. So when anything happens political, you, you've got a degree in politics. <clears throat> and now you've got a, a degree in uh, human biology. Okay, cool. No, you're not. You're in the pub on a Friday night, drinking, supporting the Celtic or supporting the Rangers. You mm-hmm. don't know anything about science. So that's you know that, that's what because people just be, people believe what they want to believe. Yeah, they see something and go, oh, that, oh man, it's like you want to over dramatize things. I don't know. It's a bizarre. It's a bizarre time we're living. Whereas you know I've seen things before. It doesn't matter what the subject is, but I've seen things before. You know, that's pretty bad. Let me Google it. Google it, and it's like hoax story on Facebook. No, it's not even true. Just yeah. completely. You know, it's it's so easy to share. And how many times have you seen somebody sharing something about a, a lost dog, and you look at it, and it's like from Alberta, Canada. I've got friends who like, right, look out, look out, look out for this kid. He went missing in Michigan, 2014. Shared in, shared in, whatever, like Log Alley. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. People, people don't read anything. Nothing. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. There's not. A, there's not a lot more to be said. People need to actually do a little bit. Of, the thing is, as well, is it's so it's so lazy because at the minute, all we've got is time because we can't do anything. So to yeah. share something without actually researching it is completely stupid because you've got loads of time to actually. Well, let me just look at this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's. I mean, people don't want to though. People people want that instant hit, that instant click, the instant just jump. Bad news, bad news shares way better than good news. Mm-hmm. Bad news shares way better than good news. So <clears throat> um, when something's bad, it will sh- spread like wildfire. But you know, nobody, you know, nobody. So one of the things that's really good, I haven't really seen. I've not seen many people sharing it, but you know, the government said we're looking for. <clears throat> 250,000 volunteers to help the NHS, you know, doing driving and, and running prescriptions and all this kind of stuff. And they got something like 600,000 volunteers in yeah. 48 hours. You go, that's incredible. The wealth, all this badness is going on and craziness is going on. Um, there's some unbelievable acts of generosity going on. People doing things like that, which is amazing. But that doesn't really, it's not obviously popular. Um, no. And the same is they keep, they keep announcing. Uh, I understand why they're doing it, but they're announcing the daily death toll. Like it's gone up yeah. by 228 deaths overnight, uh, whatever. But they don't actually, um, you're not seeing as much of the fact that, oh, and by the way, 74,000 people have had it and are actually okay now. Yeah. It kind of bothers me when you look on the, I don't watch the news, but whenever I see anything, you know, there's something on Facebook and it's like the, it's like the media have got like a, a clicker. It's like, they're, you know, it's like they've got a clicker going, another one's dead, another one's dead, and they report yeah. on it like, like this. Come on, man. Why not just, you know, people have died, but I don't. It's like they're, it's like they're almost celebrating the fact that, you know, but all you're saying, they're not saying, uh, yeah, you know, and uh, I hate that t shirt. Uh, <laughs> but they're not saying, yeah, what you're saying, like, yeah, you know, you know Idris Elba had, had it um, and uh, had no symptoms. Yeah. This is amazing. This is cool. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a crazy time. Crazy time, but you know, there's a lot of things that we have to change. Uh, the way we take uh, information has to change because at the minute it's just been mental. Oh, yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if it, because you, you're seeing loads of reports as well about like uh, 
like the pollution level dropping because like most major cities are kind of closed down and <clears throat> seeing footage of like fish coming back into the Venice canals, dolphins around, you know, certain areas and whatever it might be, whatever, you know, key species you want to talk about coming back and all the pollution dropping. Whether people are going to be, let's keep that side of it going or whether it'll just go back to, my gut says it'll go back to normal because because people do. <clears throat> Uh, you probably find that oh, there'll be a spike because people are people are going to all of a sudden everybody's going to want once this is all undone everybody's going to want to go on holiday, go on a trip. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, that's that's the problem. The, the, the whole you know the whole pollution thing. The whole pollution thing is one of the biggest problems. Is you have to have a like a decline in living standards almost because you're not you can't really go on holiday all the time. You know the thing is you know it's like it's like. Uh, <laughs> It's like these uh, people who believe in communism, you know, whilst they're tweeting from their iPhone, drinking out of Starbucks. You go, you don't understand this, do you? You know no. what I mean? So for for for, yeah, for for that to really work, what we really need to stop doing is, you, you know, yourself, like almost everything they buy is from China. But that all stuff all has to get shipped over here, flown over here. That's all bad for the environment. So to... You know, but then again, you know, I think it was something that was I read something once that's like if, if everybody was to buy an iPhone that was made in Britain or America, it would cost something like three thousand pounds. So that's the reality of it. So again, if how do you find so everybody, you know, on that front, everybody can do better. You know, stop stop buying so many unnecessary things. You know, junk that people buy. But you know, it's you know. We'll, you know, we could make tellies here, and we could make hi-fis here, and we could make phones here, but it would cost an absolute fortune, and people won't pay three thousand pounds for an iPhone. No, so that's no. that's the problem. That kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, oh, it'll be interesting to see what happens when it all. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. And it's not just going to be a couple of weeks down the line. You're probably looking at eighteen months for the the yeah. full. I'm clear because they're, they're going to have to repay or, or do something with this money that they punted out to everyone. You know, they're going to have to look at the impact of they can't just give out money to everybody and not expect to see tax rises on the other side of it. No. Money will have to be paid back somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, how it happens, I don't know, but yeah, hopefully by. Hopefully by the end of the year we can start getting things done again. There's a couple of jiu-jitsu competitions and stuff, and hopefully we can get them done. You know, ADCC usually in Manchester in December. That would be cool to go to. Yeah. I'm going to Naga again. And there's a Naga in um, Budapest, actually, that looks quite fun. I think it's August or September. Well, hopefully we can get those kind of stuff done. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to get back on the mats first. I know. <laughs> Oh, I've done been the new uh, Goliath unit for an actual session. I've done one. <clears throat> no, nah, because I was a uh, member. I, like I was ill, I was an early adopter of the potential COVID nineteen. <laughs> um, so I was out for a couple of weeks as they were moving, and then just as it reopened, or as it opened, or whatever way you want to talk about, it, I was out. And then, as I was thinking about going back, all this kicked off, and I never ever go back. So I'm not. I've been in the new unit and seen it, but I've not seen it all matted up. And I did uh, one Thursday morning, Tuesday morning, and I was about I was about two weeks before it, or maybe ten days before everybody else when it started to become a problem. And it, you know, 
He's winning. I'm just going to stop going to the pool to swim, and I'm just not going to go to jiu jitsu. We'll just see what happens. And I think I did the right thing, just stopping a little bit early. Um, but I don't know in terms of time frame. I, I don't know. Will it be three weeks? Will it be six weeks? Will it be twelve weeks? I don't know. But one thing is, what, the one thing is, the gym will be mobbed when we go back because everybody's going to want to train. So that'll be cool. Um, but uh, it'll be like a second January rush. Eh? It will be, yeah. Um, what time is it? Uh, no idea. Confused because my clock is. I've not put my clock forward. Is it forward or back last night? Bring forward, yeah, forward. So it must be after ten. Must uh, be. Yeah, I'm going to go get some food. I'm going to love you and leave you. That's good. Cool. What else is done now, anyway? So we can stop recording here now. We're putting it. Well, that was fun, and I'll um. Was. Speak to you later on. Indeed, I'm going to stop the recording just now as my finger appears on the